Welcome to Soul Refreshing, brought to you by Sought Out Ministries of Washington, D.C. Come dine with us at the King's Table for faith, hope, joy, and healing for these trying and changing times. We hope your soul will be refreshed. We're so glad you've joined us this evening as we're dining at the King's Table. And around the table tonight, we have Elder C.Q. Quarles, Minister Priscilla Turner, Minister Rita Newman, Minister Ronnie Quarles, Pastor Jocelyn Gordon, and by Zoom, we have Minister Sabrina Baker and I'm Minister Cynthia Gwen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. So we're bringing to a close the depression discussion. And today we're going to be talking about the spirit of heaviness. As with all of the other spirits we've dealt with, this is a timely one because there's been so much loss in people's lives over the past 20 months or so. And a lot of people are feeling the effects of it. And we want to deal with it. We want to learn the proper way to grieve and mourn losses because we will have them until we get to the other side. Amen. Amen. Uh, I can attest to that. We've had a lot of losses this year in my family since uh, I can say last December up until a couple of weeks ago. We've lost four very precious members of our family. So, the the grief and the mourning process is real. And even in this room, you know, my family and uh, Minister Priscilla Turner, she's my sister um, by the blood of Jesus. But even we're so close. We've been friends for so long, forever, ever and ever and ever. Amen. And she is like my sister and we've grieving her mom's you know loss she died a couple of weeks ago and it's just been a lot of loss and so mourning and grieving is natural and we're going through it but by God's grace we are not destroyed and that's the goal learn to grieve learn to mourn but not be devastated and destroyed. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because that's not healthy and it's not what God wants from us. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to use tonight as a um, scripture, Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. And it reads thusly For the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, who to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. But this is the part that we want you to listen to. And to take into your spirit. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. 
the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. God wants to change your clothes. He wants you to come out of the grave clothes and the sackcloth. And he wants you to take off the spirit of heaviness and put on a garment of praise. Amen. He does give beauty for ashes. He does. He does. He does. So what does it look like? The spirit of heaviness. What does it look like? So what are some of the limbs that will pop out from the branches of the spirit of heaviness? Excessive mourning. Excessive sorrow and grief, self-pity, insomnia, rejection, suicidal thoughts. We just dealt with, that has been throughout every spirit we've talked about. Suicidal thoughts. it's, It's something to hear. It is really something to take into your hearts. The devil wants you dead. He wants you gone. He wants to destroy you with all of this that's going on in your life, in all of our lives. He wants to take us out. And he'll use any excuse. He'll use anything to do it. That's why we have to be vigilant and sober-minded to recognize what he's doing and what he's trying to do to us. Amen. Heaviness, depression, that word again too. Mm -hmm. Despair, dejection, hopelessness, Mm -hmm. a broken heart, inner hurts, and a torn spirit. Those are the limbs. And as we're reading them, I hope you're examining yourself. Again, self-examination to see what is there. If any of those things are presenting in your own life. Amen. The spirit of heaviness usually comes through grief and mourning. And like depression and rejection, it is designed to take all of the joy out of living and weigh us down with heaviness. While it is normal and healthy and um, to have a reasonable period to grieve and adjust physically and mentally when we have lost something of value in our lives. And we're talking about uh, whether it's the loss of a loved one or the loss of relationships or going through a divorce. So you lost a pet or you lost a job, those kinds of things, they're valuable. You know, they're, they're, they mean something to us. And so when we lose them, there is that sense of sense of loss And that is that period where you will grieve it and mourn it. And that's okay. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn. However, we cannot grieve and mourn indefinitely. Because then it becomes neurotic. And what does that mean? It means it becomes where you are perpetually fearful and worried and and anxious And that leads to being emotionally and mentally unstable and destructive. Amen. Amen. 
So we want you to know there is a, a normal, healthy mourning period. Now, for different people, it will be different times. It may not be. Now, I'm very sentimental. I'm very sensitive. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, a lot of the times it takes a while. However, because I'm not destroyed or, or decimated or, you know, that when I'm grieving, it's, it's not as though I'm not working. I'm not able to function healthily. I am. But I just have my days when I need to go somewhere and cry or I have my moments when something will just remind me of someone who I'm lost or whatever the situation. And I will take my, t I will take my moments now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to take my moments. Because when it hits me, it hits me. And I am a, I'm a water bucket now. I'm going to cry. I, that's the way I release. I'm going to cry. That's me. I cry. I was telling my niece, uh, we have shared, my sister died a couple of months ago. And I was at the house, I was at my house, uh, was it Thursday or Friday? And a movie that my sister loved came on the television. And there's one song in particular, she loved the whole movie, but there was one song in particular that just, my sister loved that song. When the song came on, she would just get into that song. She would be singing it and, I mean, just animated. She loved that song. And so when that particular song came on the movie, I just laid on my bed and I just cried. I didn't holler or scream. I just cried. Yes. The tears just came. And I didn't try and stomp them. Yep. I just let them flow. Yes. Okay? That's me. And my my uh, my niece, which was her daughter, asked me, "You still crying?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's that way. For her, it's different. You know, everybody's different. So we're not trying to shame anybody. If you're like me, you're a sissy. You're gonna cry. But you have to be able to function. You have to be able to function. Your heart has to have joy. Your life has to have joy. You can't be downcast. Every minute of every day. That's not good grieving. That's not good mourning. And that's not what God wants. There is the healthy grief. That's what we're talking about. Amen. But when the spirit of heaviness comes in, it makes you, you every minute of the day, you can't find any joy in, in life. Nothing brings you joy. Nothing thing brings you joy. You're just down all the time. You're grieving all the time. You, you want to be in that place because that person, that thing was so precious to you. You don't know how to release it. And that's not healthy because you can grieve yourself to death. You can. And sometimes I, I understand, I can almost understand it because it's like if I didn't have God, if I didn't know Jesus, and I didn't have the Holy Spirit who is our comforter, and he takes us through that grieving and mourning process, he takes us through it. And he's there to comfort and lift us up and to encourage us and to remind us of the love of God that is still there. In us and to remind us that life is still beautiful. Yes. 
and still has meaning and still have value and you still have purpose. That we cannot grieve ourselves to death. He reminds us of all of those things and that helps us to get through it. I don't understand sometimes. I, I do. People drink. They do drugs because they're in pain. They're in pain, so I can understand sometimes why they do some of the craziness that they do. But we as believers in Jesus Christ, we cannot grieve and live like that. It's destructive. I remember when my husband died, and after a couple of months, we I began to minister again and singing. I began to go back out and begin to sing. And I remember... Uh, one of the ministers we were ministering with, we had done praise and worship and she had gotten up to begin her ministry. And she turned and she looked at me and she said, um, Cece, God said, you can grieve for a minute, but not long. He said, because he's going to use you. So you only got a minute. Not long. Y'all remember that? Yeah. That's what she told me. She said, not long. He said, for a minute. And then you've got to get up and you've got to go. You know, and sometimes you want to say, God, why can't I just do what I want to do? If I'm, I might need to grieve a little longer. That was my husband. <laughs> but, you know, I, I received what she said. And I was like, all right, if that's what God is saying, then he's going to give me strength. He's going to he's going to be right there, propping me up, lifting me up, holding me up. The Holy Spirit is going to give me everything that I need to get up and move on. I was married to my husband for 33 years. So it's not like, you know, I didn't hurt and I didn't miss him and I didn't. It's not like that. Yes, I did all of that. It was difficult. It was difficult, but, but God said, so that's what it was. <laughs> it was a minute. And, um, even on that note, I still think about him. I remember him and I still have days when I shed tears about him. That's just life. It's life and it's the way it's going to be. I don't try and pretend anymore that I'm anything except what I am human, not just human because I have the Holy Spirit, but I am human and I do experience all of those emotions. Amen. I'm, I'm not, I'm not superwoman. Mm -mm. Nope. That, that's not who I am. So when I have my moments, when I need to do what I need to do, I do it. I do it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there. Amen. Amen. The spirit of heaviness moves in and keeps us in an abnormal state of ongoing grief, which can affect our physical health as a person can literally grieve themselves to death. I had a friend who called me Friday. I was at, you know, and um, she was calling to tell me that a coworker of ours, someone we used to work with had died. And, um, she was telling me that the person's husband had died 
a couple of months prior to her dying. And she was like, Cynthia, she just, she said she just, she couldn't stand to be here without her husband. I'm like, well, do you know that? She said, oh, yeah, I know that. That's, you know, she couldn't stand to be here without her husband. She literally grieved herself to death. She literally grieved herself to death. She could not. She could not. That's not what God wants from us. He doesn't want that for us. I mean, I, I, yeah, she was married to him for a while. Cause I remember Sandy, and um, I, I, I know what she's going through. You understand what she went through. I, I know that's real. But thanks be to God that I had a helper. I had a comforter. I had a strengthener. That would not allow me to do that. Amen. Amen. And there are several passages in the book of Proverbs that speak to this. Proverbs 15 and 13 reads thusly. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But by sorrows of the heart, the spirit is broken. Proverbs 17 and 22 says... A joyful heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth up the bones. Amen. And that's what the Bible is telling us. If you are excessively mourning, you're drying up. Your spirit is drying up. And it won't be long before your body follows suit. Amen. Fear gradually moves in. When death and loss are magnified, it can create an atmosphere for fear as it can allow one to become traumatized by the event. Trauma is just another word for fear. Amen. Um, when, when we're grieving like that, Fear, and we, all, we already discovered when we dealt with the spirit of fear, that fear will lead to de- depression. Um, all of these spirits we have talked about, rejection, even this one, the spirit of heaviness, can lead to depression. We've already heard testimonies of how God has brought us out of depression. But I want to link that now with mourning and grieving. I'm going to share this. My brother, my youngest brother died 20-some years ago, maybe more. I don't remember how many years now. But he was the first of our siblings to go. And he was the youngest. He was the baby boy. And he died suddenly. He was in a car crash. And... I'm going to tell you, I was messed up. I was messed up for, yeah, that one. It took so much out of me. I literally could not, I did not go back to work for over three weeks. I could not. I could not. 
I cried every day. I cried all the time. It just tore me up. And yes, I went into a place of depression. And I remember I was going home from church one night. And I was kind of a little bit tired because I wasn't sleeping well. I think we said back in there, it will take you into a place of insomnia. You won't sleep. You can't sleep. Um, And at my church, there was this young, there was this guy. And he was one of the musicians for our church. And that boy had a nose like my brother. This young man, he had a nose like my brother. He had a head like my brother. (laughs) And he played lead guitar like my brother. (laughs) And there was some Sundays when he would be playing the guitar and some of the licks and runs he was doing, I would just be like, I couldn't sing. I would just turn around and look at him. I couldn't do anything but turn and look at him. Because I'm like, dear God, it was, you know, it it would just take me. You know, it would take me out of the service and just put me back to my brother's death. And, um, it, it, I mean, for a long while that happened. But this particular night, I was I was going home from church, and I was a little tired because it was night, and um, but I wasn't overly sleepy. I'd been a lot sleepier, you know what I'm saying. But this particular night, I'm driving, I'm I'm going home, and the devil started whispering in my ear. He knew I was already down and depressed. He knew I was you know, mourning and grieving. He knew that. And he also knew I wasn't doing it properly. He knew that too. And he, I mean, I heard him in my ear as clear as day. But it was, he was whispering. It wasn't like he was shouting. It was like whispering. It was almost hypnotic. And he was saying, just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Go ahead. Just close your eyes. It's easy. It's so easy. Just close your eyes. Go ahead. Just do it. Close your eyes. And I mean, you know, at some, at, at some point, you weren't really thinking that you were really hearing this. But then it became clear, I'm hearing this. And my eyes were responding. They were getting droopy. I'm telling you, it was hypnotic. My eyes were getting, what they say, heavy (coughs) and heavier, heavier and heavier. And it was, just do it. Just close them. Go ahead. It's easy. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Just do it. It's okay. Just close your eyes. You can do it. Close your eyes. And my eyes were, they were just getting droopy and they were getting heavy. (coughs) And I realized it was the enemy. And he was trying to kill me. Because I was in my Lincoln Continental at the time of the big long Lincolns. And I, it was like, put your foot on the gas, just close your eyes. And that's what was going on in my mind because of the whispering. I realized what was happening. And I began to scream at the top of my voice. God help me. But I was screaming it to the top of my voice. Tears were everywhere. 
And I was just crying, God, help me, help me. I was beating on the steering wheel. God, help me, help me, help me. Because it was so hypnotic. It was almost like I couldn't help myself. <coughs> Excuse me. And I had to pull over on the side of the road and just sit there and beat the steering wheel and cry and cry. And then the Holy Spirit took over. And I began to pray in the Holy Ghost and rebuke him. But I I'd sat there for about 15 or 20 minutes before I could pull off and drive myself home. So um, my point is, when you're mourning and you're grieving and you're not taking it to God, and you're not having the Holy Spirit, the comforter, and you're not engaging him, employing him to do what his job is. You're left by yourself. You're left with all of that pain. You're left with all of that loss. And sometimes you don't know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do with it. And it almost cost, it could have cost me my life. But then I began to pray differently. I began to cry out to God and just present all of the pain, present it to him. And I began to cry out and ask him to be the balm of Gilead. I began to cry out and ask him to heal that pain that was there, to heal the brokenness. To fill that void place in my in my heart. Yes. And it got better. It got better. It got better. Yes. And I'll never forget one Sunday I was in church. And I was in the pulpit. I don't think I was ministering. But I was like officiating that Sunday. And it was just a spirit of laughter that came over me. A spirit of laughter. And I knew I was free. I knew I was free. The spirit of heaviness left me. But I had to engage the Holy Spirit. I had to go to God and just pour out all of that pain. Pour it out. Lay it there before him. And he healed me. He healed me. And the spirit of heaviness lifted and it left and I was okay. I still grieved. I mourned, but not the way I had been. It was totally, totally different. And I began to move out into things of God again. You know, life took on a, a new life as it were. I could smile again. I could have joy again. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. To keep the joy of the Lord in your heart. No matter what it is you have lost. Learn how to have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, so our time is up for today. And we thank God that you have joined us and we're... Saying to you, if you've been blessed, reach out to us 
at sortoutministriesdc at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. God bless you and stay in faith.